This podcast episode is brought to you by the Bass Parlor app. If you haven't already, make sure you go to the App Store or go to Google Play and download the Bass Parlor app today. What the Bass Parlor app does is allow you to handpick your music team. So if you need an artist, audio engineer, producer, you know, instrumentalist, songwriter, whatever you need to complete your music project, you can find and connect with them on the Bass Parlor app. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Bass Parlor app. Welcome to the Bass Parlor Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Stevens, and today our special guest is the singer-songwriter of the DMV area, Mannequin. What's up, Mannequin? Peace and blessings, everyone. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. I'm glad you could join us here, Dad. I know you got a busy schedule, so I'm glad you could take a time out. Yes, I'm here. I'm ready to just talk with the people, and yes, I'm, I'm just so blessed to be alive in the space of entertainment and all the things going on, so... Um, I'm happy. Sure. Absolutely. So, first off, I was listening to your single, Run. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love the single. Love the energy of the song. Love the Thank lyrics you. of the song. It's, it's, I mean, it's great. I think you um, I think you explained it like that that genre, that subgenre as uh, neo-swing. Yes. Yes. So, and it's, it's not something that I can take credit for. Okay. It actually an active genre um uh, there's a there's a lot of artists over the world it's small genre but um yeah it's a niche thing uh trying to create a new jazz sound that's fun and exciting and that'll wake the people up right so that's something i created but it's something that i definitely live in the space of and am grateful to have found and hope that other people will love it and um, and dig what we're doing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great it's a great song, and it's, it's also a great genre because it's got a lot of energy to it. Something you can do a lot. Yeah, of stuff. it is very Dance to it. I love to. I like to explain it to people, or to explain what I'm trying to do to people. As if if Jill Scott sang faster music, mm-hmm. yeah, on the floor. Think of that, you right. know, or if New Jack Swing had more swing to it, you know, like (laughs) descriptions, because when you first hear it, it's like people know Neo soul, Mm. right? But it's like, and then there's even a genre called electro swing, where it's like jazz with electro beats and and sounds Mm -hmm. too. So there's, you know, just like in hip hop or in pop or, um, you know, any other genre, there's always sub genres, right? So, right. so what made you what made you gravitate to this genre, this subgenre of music? Okay, so I mean, I people can't see, but as you can see on my wall, like you know, I have stormy weather like sitting right there. I um, I am a huge jazz head, and I I take that from my grandparents. I'm a grandparents baby in the sense of you know I I do have living parents, but I just was always up under my grandparents and. You know, my grandmother, she loved the Dinah Washingtons, the Ella Fitzgeralds, even the Etta Jameses. And right. um, 
you know, I just have all these different influences. I'm a I'm a big musical theater head as well. My my first initial dream out the gate, out the womb, you know, as a kid was to be a big star on Broadway, right? I just this it girl I wanted to be one of the girls one of the legends getting a Tony so I just I just am able to pull from a lot of inspirations and I just I just didn't want to be an R&B girl or be a neo soul girl because I had so many other different influences like Liza Minnelli like Phyllis Hyman you know like Jill Jill the the legendary Jill Scott so I just I kind of was just trying to find my tribe of genre in the sense of it. Does anybody sound like all these things kind of mixed in one? Like what would avant-garde jazz sound like? Because I don't know, I, I guess it's all the old movies I used to watch where the jazz breaks and the dance breaks within the films like mm-hmm. Stormy Weathers or the Carmen Jones. They were so loud right. and excited by, ooh, I want to do that. And then, you know, as the years go, I'll probably branch off and do different um, styles of music and different uh, decades of music. But that's initially how I kind of landed. Yeah. It's like Neo Swing space. Yeah. And I like it. Like you said, you can, from that space, you can kind of branch out and do a lot of different things. You can kind of, because it's it's like a so much amalgamation of so many different kind of styles. So you can like kind of, you can, you can go to the jazz side if you want to. You can go to the more soul side if you want to. So you can go right. like all these different branches. You can go from that one space. And you know, like what I tell people too, is like, I'm a retro fusion artist first. Mm-hmm. And a love genre is Neo Swing. Okay. Look different. All right. I mean, I feel like you can name like four or five artists that off of their catalog, they don't, all of their albums don't sound the same. Right. They may have done a record. They might have done an 80s record right you know they might have done a funk record so I look at myself at its nucleus at its core as a retro fusion artist you know I want I want to do a 1940s Andrew Sisters he got a I want to do that that type of album I want to do like a bebop album I don't know like yeah I just I don't know I just get so excited talking about it because I feel like vintage and decade things are in season right now, mm-hmm. but it that personally for me, I've been this way my whole life. So I'm excited to see people tapping into the seventies or the fifties or the twenties. And I just want to be a part of that conversation as a true lover and aficionado of that space. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited yeah. to hear it, especially like that you have that, energy to explore, to explore different yes. decades of music and explore different styles and genres and everything with a with a, a 2020 plus kind of feel to it. You know what right. I mean? Right. Right. But still too, not minding being authentic to the space as well, because in this market right now where people are wanting something different, right? Everybody's always in the comment section everywhere on the vlogs and things like, man, why does everything sound the same? Everything sounds the same. And it's yeah. just like, as an independent artist, you also can't have fear to right. stick to your guns in what you're creating. Because there's always, there's, what is it, 8 billion people in the world now? Like, there is somewhere out there where there's a tribe of people that are looking for someone like me to, right. to tap into. And I want to provide that for them. 
Okay. So there you go. And there you have it. And, you know, two of the things that other, other than the, the rhythm of the song, two of the things that stuck out were one, you have a great voice. You know, you have a, an incredible voice. And two, the songwriting, the actual lyrics. Of, I'm, a, I'm a lyric person. I love yeah, lyrics. Yeah. So I always gravitate to the lyrics, you know, and yeah. it's people on point with both of those things. So um, take us back to the beginning. What even got you started when it comes to singing, when it comes to songwriting? I know you touched a little bit. You come from a kind of musical household. So, okay. So from the very, very beginning, without being uh, too long-winded or anything, my parents and my grandparents played music all the time. My dad sang in the Kingsman Choir um, here in, in PG County, Maryland at our church. Like he sang there every Sunday. My mom was a big music head. She played a lot of Brownstone, a lot of Erica, a lot of Jill. Her favorite artist was Phyllis Hyman. So okay. she played her a lot. And then when I would stay with my grandparents, I would get all of the older influences, all of the um, the jazz or the soul. My grandma loves Lou Rawls, for example. So you know what I mean? So I was just right. getting a whole lot, right? right. I just, I remember a, a time specifically where me and my grandma, we were out and we're out and about and we, do you remember Virgin Records? Do you, or, yeah, of course, do you, of course. Or, yeah. Okay. So I was really, really young. I think I might've been like four or five and there was this lady in the window and she was going off. She was singing. She was going. And I'm just like, grandma, who is that? She's like, that's Liza Minnelli. I'm like, I'm five. So I'm like, okay, great. Uh, can we get it? And it ended up being um her radio city music hall concert and i get so excited about talking about this story because once she bought me that vhs i wore that thing out i wore it out <laughs> I was like remember like when you would play vhs over and over oh and over yeah there yeah, oh yeah she ended up buying me three of those and i still have the last one i would never get rid of it like it means so much to me and i i like to begin with the where did you decide to become a musician story with that because if you don't know anything about Liza Minnelli y'all gotta look up Liza Minnelli because if you know Judy Garland it is Liza Minnelli is her daughter and she is just such a force the energy the excitement in her voice the storytelling that was my first introduction to music in a live space like actually seeing it full throttle right and I'm like okay give me more of that so, you know, my parents first put me into dance class. I started dancing at a very young age. Really, really dance was prior to the Judy um, Liza Minnelli story. But I've been dancing over oh, 26 years, 27 years, you know, I very young. So right. I started there and I had an opportunity to work with a vocal coach while at the studio I was at um, because a lot of the girls there, and the, the students there had a trajectory for Broadway. Okay. As I said earlier, I, I always and I still have that Broadway dream. I, Broadway is great. Theater is great because you can start, you can wake up at 50 and say, okay, I want to move to New York and you can do it, you know? Right. But that's how, that's how the music side came in because that, that theater teacher started teaching at my dance studio, my local dance studio. And I'm like, wait, so I could really do this. Like I was singing in my room, but I'm like, I can sing and dance for real. Like this is, this is now the training that I needed. So from that space to starting to do local theater, working at, I did um, Pearly at the Kennedy Center. Okay. I was doing 
different shows through my dance studio. We were having recitals and where would be, okay, we need singers for this section. I would sing and dance, right? Starting to get my feet wet there. Um, And then, yeah, like right before I went to college, I actually started to go to New York at 16 and just trying it out. And what anything and was coming back home to Maryland, like hella depressed, like, damn, now I don't really have the chops. Like, (laughs) (laughs) work is so cutthroat. And it, but it, but you have to have thick skin in this space. I think in any space now, especially with content creation and social media and all the spaces of work now, but especially that skin has to be thick. So that's really how the, the idea of becoming a performer and an entertainer, you know, more than a musician, where that began, where those roots began, it really began in that, that Virgin record store. And it put me on the trajectory of where I am today, because from that Virgin record store, then it became the tours and I'm for baby. So in the, in the DC area, you know, there's always a jingle jam. There's always a concert. There's always something going on. And because my birthday is in December, I always busted out good grades my entire life. Like I will say that because I'm like, that was my motivation. Mom, please. I really want to go to the show. So I'm, I'm eight years old at the Velvet Rope Tour. Oh, wow. I there, but that, that concert was the first concert I ever went to. And that is where it was like, I don't care who you are, mom, dad, like uh, teacher, I am. <laughs> so right. I, um, I owe my, my love for music, honestly, to Liza Minnelli and Janet Jackson, because those two experiences um, gave me the guts to be like, okay, win, lose, or draw. I don't, I don't care what it's going to be. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Right. Right. That's interesting. So you learned a lot at like an early, early age. You almost. Very, and, it, and it was hard being so aware, you know, of what I wanted to do so mm-hmm. early. I can right. genuinely humbly say at that young, I want, I wanted to do this. Now, everybody is not blessed with a family like the Jacksons. Mm-hmm. Or even like the Sarah Jessica Parkers who, okay, sweetie, you want to be an actress? We're moving to Los Angeles as soon as we can. Right. I, my story is a little different. Nobody except for my grandparents wanted me to be an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And even from a small, a small family, it was like everything was being fought tooth and nail. Even local auditions that didn't cost anything. There wasn't a gas you know ride to new york up 95 to audition for this player that play or you know even going to duke ellington school of the arts was my dream high school my parents down for a whole year and i was just like i went i struggled so hard as a child and as a teenager because i'm like damn like are y'all not seeing it like right right (laughs) there the drive is there the work ethic there i just need the resource and the drop off mom like i just (laughs) no but my grandparents like they held me down they used one security checks to start getting me into classes and my grandmother was a seamstress as well as a a teacher so on the side after she would teach or you know do her subbing as she was retired by then 
she would sew costumes at my dance studio to get me free classes because I was trying to catch up. My parents for me. So some years I was in, some years I was out. And that's that's very detrimental to a child in the art space. Mm -hmm. Putting them in, it's like you can't have a little a, a, a little person playing football for a year, pull them out for three years, putting them back in the skill yeah. set. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so the second, you got to keep on building, 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 on. building and building and building. And so I was getting behind on my skill set as far as my. But yeah, I love them all, all the same. Yeah. And it gave fight necessary to move in this space so i love him to death and i'm, I'm not mad anymore <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and it, it might like oddly enough kind of ironic it might have even made you hungry in a way because you had to fight you had to fight to get there you had to fight tooth and nail even your own parents uh had yep. to fight to like get to like i know what i want to do so it might even made you more focused and more appreciative when you got in that space or what you what your yeah. grandparents did so my it served that fuel yeah and then you know it's like you know, that generation, and my parents are like early 50s. Okay. They're coming um, go to college, get a job, yeah, go to right. job, right? Mm. So being older now, I can't be mad at them because that's what they knew. And they weren't used to having a person who did not want to do the the simple nine to five, or not simple, don't want to use that word, but you know what I mean? Like I you, the of white picket fence, two kids, get a job, buy a Mercedes, leave me like, no, I knew I was going to be a struggling artist. Like you wouldn't believe some of the things that they used to do. Like they would give me like different facts about artists on Broadway and what their average um, rate would be, or, you know, what a singer was really making without a label. And they would give me those notes and put it on a piece of paper and just leave it on the table for me Mm. at 13. It's just like, okay, I don't care. Right, you're like, it's all good to me. It sounds it's good to me. <laughs> you're trying to, you know, do a little scare tactic or whatever. Right. And I'm like, okay, if you want me to go to college, it has to be an art school. Mm. It has to be a conservatory of some sort. And unfortunately, my dream school was the American Musical Dramatic Academy of the Arts um, at the time. Uh, and I didn't get in. Okay. I was and I auditioned. I was so excited. And they said no, mm-hmm. but that was the that it said. Because being in New York by myself at sixteen, trying to be a musician and be on Broadway, or experiencing some life, mm-hmm. going to college, working in entertainment for a few years, and then busting out now. Right. God knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now you, like I said, you saw a lot. You you had a graduate school course at age sixteen. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he knew what he was doing. So yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at my journey and the beauty. I think of 2021 is. I mean, if you were 70 years old, you could go record a record and go put your record on Spotify and blow up. Right. Right. Oh, by- I don't think at any time, if, if it, whatever God has the trajectory for you to do, as long as you put the, and it will come to fruition. So, and it, it used to bother me. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is it too late? Is it too late? But it's just like, no, yeah. no, right where it's supposed to be. Right, exactly, exactly. So think back over the past, like two to three, oh, actually you've, you've gone through so much 
each year <laughs> of the journey. Yeah, it's like it's like a little it's like a, a little mini book series on all the journeys because it's like I feel like I've already lived several lives in right. my, my life so far. Right. You know, different experiences and and real life things that have happened to me. Um, I'm really grateful and blessed just to even be still to still be standing because yeah. it was times where I didn't think I was gonna make it. It was times where I wanted to end it, you know, because. I don't being in entertainment is a very touchy and a very sensitive thing. Um, after graduating college, I moved to Atlanta and began my my journey uh, in entertainment as a professional dancer. I struggled. I struggled a lot with identity. I struggled a lot with uh, my complexion, uh, my size, the way I looked, because it's a very doggy uh, dog, superficial space of entertainment. Like all right, we, we've got a thousand people in here, but we only need four. Right. Ah. Yeah. And to be a part of that four and you don't have any groceries in your, in your, uh, your fridge. And so you gotta be one of those four, but the creator not want anybody that looks like you. Mm, that's tough. It has nothing to even do with your talent because you flew to this space to audition and we've typecast you five minutes in the door. Yeah. Meanwhile, you gotta wait, 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 and just to hear it. No. <laughs> or literally, you just got from the flight to the audition room, and they literally lined everybody up and said, "Okay, first three rows. Thank you for your time. Everybody else, let's learn the combination." Right, it's, man. Excuse me, what? Yeah, I just tough. I just spent my last. I just spent my mom's last. I just, <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I got? What I do to get here? I can't hit the step. I can't sing my 16 bars. Right. You know? Right. But that's that that truly is one of the main reasons why I moved to Atlanta was because Atlanta at the time, um, I just felt more understood. My body type was a little bit more easier to work with down there than the typecasting. It wasn't as many typecasting auditions when I first got down there. Okay. So I wasn't feeling such heartbreak as far as in New York where, you know, they don't want to waste your, your time or theirs. And most right. people live. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. 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 well, I mean, it, it is where entertainment is. We'll put it, right. put it to you that way. You have to live where it is because if, mm -hmm. if you were to call somebody and say, Hey, I need you to open up for this person and they don't live there. Right. You might've gotten that call 30 minutes ago. Right. Right. And the whole show might start in four hours mm. so you get what i'm saying yes yeah, yeah. over it's like people got to live with opportunity is. yeah that's true that's true yeah. so right. yeah so you've seen a lot on, on you know entertaining side dance side singing songwriting all aspects of entertainment right yeah what's something that you know after all these journeys you've gone through what's something that you know now that you wish you had known when you started off this whole journey okay Something I wish I would have known then that I know now is I always knew that the 10,000 hours was important. And I felt like my 10,000 hours began very early. But I, I wish I would have learned more business. I am such a creative, right? Most creatives are creative. Mm -hmm. But they get taken advantage of because 
their business sense is not on the same scale of importance in their brain. Some people just don't have the capacity to go through 20 pages of contract. Some people don't have the capacity to deal with, you know, understanding split sheets and understanding that, you know, if you put any words together for a record with anybody, you deserve points on the record. Doesn't matter where the song is going. It could get 10 streams. You deserve your percentage. And so I always had the drive. I always had the work ethic. I always had the creative chops. I always had the sponge um, emotion of wanting to learn as much as I could and soak up as much as I could. But it was always on the creative. It wasn't until I started dancing and started working with those film contracts, production contracts, agent contracts, and got severely taken advantage of in a couple situations that really damaged me in a way that what I learned there, I don't take no crap. <laughs> I don't say, I don't take no mess when it comes to paperwork on the music side, because I've had, to, I've lost thousands. I refuse to lose millions. Right. Definitely. So that, that's something for any of my, anybody in the creative space, you don't have to be a musician to learn something from me. We can learn something from everybody, right? You could be a chef. If you are a chef on Instagram or TikTok and a network comes to you and says, hey, we're going to blow you up. Hey, we want you to do 10 episodes, whatever, whatever. Look at the paperwork. If you don't, if you don't know how to read the paperwork, hire your own attorney, hire your own person. Most attorneys will do a free consult consult with you. You know, the first one, get somebody to read what you're doing because we work and we, we suffer and we go through so many experiences to give a true life story of our art for come in who doesn't know you from anything, from anyone and to take that from you and to make more than you do without it making sense, you know? Cause sometimes, sometimes relations are, are worth more than, than the upfront, right? So it's always a gamble because sometimes we negotiate in two years or three years and then everybody's fed. But to answer double back on your question, I really wish I would have learned more of the business side early without having to get burned to learn it. Okay, okay. But like you said, you lost thousands, but you ain't gonna lose millions. So okay, you know, you know not, it now. You know it now. I'm not losing no millions. Okay, no, that's, <laughs> not doing that. So. <laughs> All right. So so lastly, let us know what, what else you got coming up. I know you, I love that single run. Do you have an uh, EP coming up or uh, album, anything like that? On the EP, uh, I don't want to give out the title. I have the title. I have everything. Like. I've been working on this for several years and the pandemic definitely gave me a turn. Um, Self-sabotage has given me a turn, has given me a world, right? I'm definitely a perfectionist, probably could sense that a little bit in the sense of when I'm making my decade things and my decade art, it's like, okay, let's find a Model T Ford. All right, mannequin, that's going to be, you know, such, such thousand dollars to, get it for eight hours for the shoot you want to do. And it's like, ugh. you know, so then we're, done, we're just not, cause it's not right. And it's just like, nah, sis, put it out. You don't need board, yeah. you know? Like, mm -hmm. I will say being in the entertainment space where the, where I've been, 
and working on some big budget projects, it can be a gift and a curse when you're making your own art. Because when you've part of multi-million dollar projects and then you're trying to put a creative together that you know would be just as awesome. Right. You may not be there financially yet. Right. Oh, I can't put that out because I've been a part of the best. So I want to be able to get too. Right. It's like, it's okay. Okay. Like, it's so I will say there's been some self-sabotage in the way as of, of me putting more things out because I just want things to be as authentic, as um, on point as possible. But first quarter of 2022, I'm doing it and I'm not looking back. So Yo. with there will be several things, other other things coming out with it, such as merch and and different virtual experiences. But it will be a short film for sure. So it'll be a visual album. I've already began shooting it and I really hope people love it. It's, it's a love letter to love. It's a love letter to women in relations and knowing your worth, but also not being afraid to ask for what you need. So yeah, yeah. Like, make sure you let us know. We like let us know everything when you drop it. Everything, so we want to hear. We just want to hear it. I think I'm going to be dropping one another single in December for my birthday. So okay. that'll be as the soonest thing of new of new situations okay. coming space. But I'm so grateful. Like y'all, whoever out there is listening, like just please. I know it's cliche, but don't give up on your dream. Like. don't let anybody keep you from where you want to go no matter what obstacles you face no matter what's in your bank account no matter what family member what friend what boyfriend girlfriend teacher auntie whomever has been in your life and told you you cannot do what you want to do I'm here to tell you you have a tribe of people out there who are just like you going for it and want to support you and they say your friends and family will support you last right so go for it be inspired learn as much as you can and collaborate 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 because nobody is making it in any industry by themselves without collaboration yeah, that's true and that's it that's all i got yeah. nah that's 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 perfect i mean that's that's great advice. And like you said, sometimes your family and friends uh, support you less. A lot of the times, I think people have to realize, too, it's not out of spite. A lot of times they, they want to do what's best for you. They just don't see the vision that you see for yourself. They don't see it, they don't see it because they've known you from when you were in Pampers. Right. They've known you from when you changed your idea a thousand times. Right. They've known you where you may have gone to college for one thing, but now you're saying, okay, I want to be a sculptor. Okay, YouTube University has made a lot of people a lot of millions everywhere. <laughs> YouTube you, YouTube you. YouTube you. I, I know you. I'm on YouTube you all the time. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Who are you to say I can't? Right, right. Yeah. A thousand times, you know? So. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody, incredible, incredible singer, songwriter out of DMV area, PG County. I'm up in yes. DC too, so yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but go check. Almost something. Go go yeah. record. I have to like that. Just that'll be a dream come true. Okay, for sure. Yeah, check her out. Check her out. She got new music. New new music coming out December. 
yes. early 2022. Definitely check it out, all streaming platforms. Uh, Mannequin, it was a pleasure. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. God bless everybody. Be safe, be well. And yeah, see you at the top. <laughs>